0: Back to Centered Subject, The Existential Entertainment Hour, brought to you by me, Elena, and Jenny. Um, hello, Jenny. Hello. How
1: are you? I'm okay. I'm
0: a little sick. And in New York? Do you
1: have coronavirus? I don't have coronavirus, and I don't have coronavirus hysteria, but maybe I will when the episode
0: comes out. Oh yeah, maybe. We'll see do you have it coronavirus maybe possibly um i returned to los angeles if you've been listening to the podcast um i've been sort of away from LA for about five months i think um and i returned just in time for you know the hysteria when i was flying (laughs) in like a week and a half ago um there were a lot of people i think there's a, a flight from china landed Uh, at about the same time. So there were a lot of people in masks. But also, just this past Sunday, I attended a Super Bowl party um, Mm. that a friend of mine was also... Um, attending and basically, it was my friend's sort of party she she escaped from China um, she was doing some field work she's an anthropologist and she was doing some field work in china and um, she was able to flee um from the quarantine just before you know wow all the airlines were starting to give up, so she flew out here to l a and Yes, she might have coronavirus. We hugged extensively mm, it's hard to know it 's hard to know. She did report on um on mask wearing yeah oh and and just to mention. And passe, the topic of today's centered po- podcast, centered subject podcast, <laughs> it's performance. So we're sort of looking at the world and the many exciting news um, happening, or just the world in general um, through a performative lens. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the mask has really become kind of a prop recently in the news and around us. Um, and so my friend reported that in China, Some people, you know, there's a shortage of masks, so people are making. They're trying to make do with items, regular items, and so some of the items are bras. So basically, Mm. they're using like bra cups as hmm, masks. Seems totally fine. Seems like it would work. (laughs) Just as as good as anything else. I mean, it seems really cozy. (laughs) I mean, don't you want to put your head in your bra? I think like (laughs) also, my my bra cup would be. (laughs) It would just be like the whole. <laughs>
1: oh she brags.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It would be like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. I don't know. It would be like a good muzzle for like a, maybe your pet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that bra, bra um, muzzle. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm definitely it's very strange. Um, also I was at a thing where Hunter Biden was and so I'm bursting with sort of scoop, but I guess it's inappropriate to share because private and public life. Wait, so Hunter Biden is
1: in your social circle? This is what we're learning.
0: I didn't think he was, but apparently in a very extended way, when you're in L.A., any sort of person, you know, you can just mm-hmm. kind of loop into some situation. Yeah. Where, you know. I
1: mean, who, who cares if anybody is in anybody's social circle? It's just people living their lives. Right? Basically. So. yeah,
0: And I think that's what becomes obvious um, in the yeah. end. Um, right. But it's just people become people being people.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, but
0: it does kind of blur the line between you know what you see on the screen or TV and like in real life, and you know because we do have these. Yeah, you know it's almost like characters, right? Um, these people, um, and and they do kind of have a fictional. It's like we were talking with the Crown um, when we were discussing the Crown a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, when you're alive and your character is being played out right it's like
1: yeah you're being used as a character by the media or something or by I mean even your own actions that you perform maybe a while ago mm-hmm. you know yeah it's like some weird Shakespearean family drama that he is involved in and yeah his personhood isn't really related it's so weird
0: yeah right Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I mean then it's just taken out out of context further and further and to kind of geographical context and yeah, And then you sort of start thinking about it in larger terms of like, oh, well, this is about the Cold War aftermath and the, you know, the, the Eastern Bloc kind of infighting and all these right. sort of things, you know, just expense from like a small, small person with a body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and and a history, and a family, to some extent. But, sure. Yeah. But it makes you like want to. If ever there was justice in our country, it makes me kind of want there to be actual justice for people, you know. Because otherwise, there's just rumor, and then you know these plays uh, that get put on about people's identities and families and things, you know. So it's almost like, okay, if there is a crime, let's prove it. But you know that yeah. that question of is there justice is even more in jeopardy than it ever has been before so um
0: truly yeah it truly feels like a performance as we um, follow the the court i'm i'm also struck by how much you know courtroom drama there has been lately Mm -hmm. you know the ritual of that which is quite play like you know watching the uh, state of the union address it really feels like a proscenium and you know an auditorium and yeah. it's and it's choreographed it was choreographed in a way you know in the way that the two parties are so polarized you know and so right. there was this kind of call and response you know the yeah the bleached haired man would you know have his snide face which is so theatrical i just can never get over it like the he looks so much like a mask. Mm-hmm.
1: He really is more than a more than a human now. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: he feels like it, and so it's he's like it's CGI mm-hmm. moving his lips, and then and like this kind of simultaneous rise of the people. Yeah, you know, on the Republican side, and utter motionlessness, right, on the Democratic side. That's right, and the kind of large, yeah, large view of that, right, and the kind of the dramatic gesture of the tearing you know, Nancy Pelosi tears the dress. i
1: know she makes her performance as well like her use of props like very carefully choreographs her side's perspective it was just like what yeah okay i thought it was cool um because there has been this like okay well they won the election so they get to put on the play Mm -hmm. so so in a way her doing that is a bit it is a bit extra you know dramatic or whatever but I don't know. It's like, I don't, we don't have to play by their rules because we always have. And let's, I always kind of think it's okay in some strange way to go back to the early American play of you know, what it was like in that room and people kind of wrapping their, you know, or like Khrushchev, right? Wrapping his shoe on, was that Khrushchev? Yeah. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of those sorts of huge gestures, like at the birth of our country, there were all these crazy things and people beating each other up, but like in these symbolic gestures. So in a way, I think it's much worse, but in a way it's like always what it's been in that room. And um, symbolism has always been really married with whatever is happening.
0: Yeah, oratory, (laughs) And politics, you know, yeah. and oratory, I mean, that's, that's what kind of performance and political action share. Yeah,
1: and I mean, yeah, even going back to the ancient Greeks like that, it's never been a, a speech, it's always been a performance, it's always been about connecting to the masses in a certain
0: way. Yes, and people write that for you. Right, exactly that's funny Brad Pitt comes to mind I read something about I think he there was some sort of some notion of Brad Pitt becoming more relatable and that's because of his speeches (laughs) that that he's been giving lately and then Mm -hmm. kind of curiosity of like who writes them you know and oh yeah interesting playing the character the more likable character but yeah I'm curious how many people worked on the State of the Union address right very curious about the editing and like language picking From, was trying to erect his border wall, and it was very gusty the last few days here, like in California area. Mm-hmm. And so the the wall between the U.S. and Mexico started tumbling off <laughs> with the wind um, to the Mexican side. Beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really terrifying, actually. Yeah, and beautiful. Yeah, well, nature really doesn't care about it, right. and it then it shows it and but it's like this steel panels so it's really dangerous actually wow. so it's yeah you know that's really frightening i mean it's on one hand it's very comical you know the set collapses yeah but on the other hand it's also dangerous and like a terribly frightening metaphor you know of like this wall like literally crushing people which is now it like crushes people or it aims to crush people metaf- i don't know mm. oh, not metaphorically exactly but rather like crush their hopes mm. mm-hmm
1: yeah, and their personhood. Yeah.
0: yeah, but at the same time, it's it's also reminds us how nature really doesn't care about these kind of arbitrary geographical divides, right. which actually reminds me. I think Greece is considering developing a border, a floating border, to keep migrant to mm. like migrant flow. Wow! Um, so they're they've put out a call for developing essentially like a a floating wall. Mm.
1: We should figure out a way to make it delicious to marine animals.
0: Oh, yeah. That is my resistance smear suggestion. It plankton, yeah. Yeah, we should smear it with plankton, that's right. Yeah, the the desire <laughs> of just to divide and subdivide. Yeah, it's strange. Each piece of land, but also goes back, you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. And people have always kind of... It was a very feudal feeling. It's
1: interesting to me that the people often that are the most freaked out and wanting to divide are also the people who don't believe in climate change. Mm. Because if I feel like there if the hysteria of scarcity which gets brought upon by climate change would cause people to be more interested in separating from other people and protecting what they have. Mm. So I don't, I mean, I understand that they're trying to separate people just based on like preference for what they think people are or should be, but it's so weird that it's not in relation or something. And and I wonder if there's just like a general hysteria in the world because of all of this conflict that causes people to double down on
0: their views, you know? Actually, the notion of categorizing is interesting because, you know, that's how people are divided through mm-hmm. through kind of marketing and well the person as a consumer or well, personhood is viewed through kind of a consumption lens now, and yeah. in advertising people are really broken down into these groups of you know people who might purchase what and it does feel like that kind of categorizing for purchase is is a kind of class well, of course, it's class based because who can you know different people can afford different things, yeah. Right, but then somehow because it takes them at that monetary level, it really negates their humanity—the unifying factor of everyone mm-hmm. being people, um, right—and being a body and really having a, quite a similar life path from <laughs> vagina to the grave. <laughs> vagina to the grave. So, like unrelated, but also kind of performative. I read about this new—I well, don't know if it's a new trend. But, so, in porn, there's this thing of things coming out, or, like, women birthing things, but they're not, oh. but they're, like, objects.
1: Oh, my God, you so love like,
0: that. <laughs> women, you know, birthing a ball, or, like, birthing... Really? Just anything, really. Nuh-uh. Yeah? They
1: fake, they fake birth objects? That's yeah, I, I haven't
0: seen it. I've just seen screenshots, but... I'm sure, wow. I think it's out there and that's on my list to research. But yes. Me too. Yes. Wow, that just yes. went right
1: to the top of the list.
0: <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. so like everything you're
1: saying is a puppet show. But it's very
0: much like the, the, the screenshots are amazing because it's just like this close-up of, yeah, you know, a vagina with like this strange colorful <laughs> something like appearing. But it, because I haven't seen I haven't seen it appear. So it's just like, it's merely kind of, winks. I have such questions. I have so many
1: things that I want to know. Like, okay, um, does she react differently based on what she's birthing? Is you know, it always painful birth? Is it sometimes great fun? birth? Is it sexy birth?
0: <laughs> yeah. But in the element of surprise, like, do you always know? Yeah. Is it a shock what comes out? You know,
1: like, what it's going to be? That. <laughs> Does the thing transform during birth? Is that a possibility? If not, I'd like to propose it. (laughs) Could the thing also be giving birth to another object? Object making like- Oh my God, that would be amazing. Like a nestling doll. It could be a freaking poem. It could be each thing is a symbol and then as it gives birth to another thing, it's like a poem, right?
0: Yeah. Sure is,
1: sure is. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I have to. I have to do some journaling about this right now. I mean, I know. On. I'm sorry to wow. to throw that in like that. It just, yeah, I just remembered. And Yeah, you didn't even warn somehow.
0: me. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, you didn't yeah. even
1: warn me. So, so, sex is a puppet show. Politics is a puppet show.
0: You yeah, always.
1: Um I mean, that's in some ways, not always, but in these two cases, that's true. Nothing is real. I think there's something that does happen when we get freaked out that we go into ritual and form. And I think that form and ritual are always kind of interesting to us. So I could write a paper about it. But um, I like the thing that I was reading about masks, where masks in Asia masks have always been seen as more positive, and they don't have this like apocalyptic, like you know, germ phobia kind of vibe that they have over here. Mm. And there's this preference for wearing masks, where it's like sexy to just have your eyes above your mask.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Peeking out of your hysteria is like is like kind of hot over there mm. and i have been actually on the train considering my mask fashion and i also like to peek my eyes over various items what do you mean
0: your mask fashion do you
1: well like if they, it's like the article was talking about how people just like to wear masks anyway or that's sure, you know, sure
0: yeah
1: so mm. it's it's there's an aesthetic to it like it's a cute way to look yeah So I was considering like, if this becomes more of a thing over here, what am I, what kind of mask do I want? You know, is it like, you know, is it a bandana? Is it like a Western look, you know, like a guy robbing a bank rob, robber chic, Mm -hmm. or am I going to be like more cyberpunk, you know, with like the really tight, you know, matrixy mask? I don't know. I'm just considering my options.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine what I would do. I think I'd do like a landscape. Oh, that's a really interesting idea. Yeah, and then cool. eyes over it and be a little, rename but great. Oh, but actually, yeah. It's when you were mentioning your mask fashion. I just thought for some reason that you just have a stash of masks that you sometimes wear out, <laughs> which could no. be. But like you know, the ones I, I've already developed. Yeah, um, ones, but we do wear them um, on the regular. On Instagram, we try filters. Ah, good point. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm recently become very interested in the phenomenon of putting things on the head. In the filters, you know, there's like a, a genre oh. of of fa- filters which present a kind of roulette of randomized objects. You know, as so you right. point yourself at the camera, and it you know it's like which Pokemon character are you? You know, and you sort of like look at you know a series of oh. them appearing, and then one solidifies. And that is you. And then there's like this element of surprise, delight. And also, I think. Uh, it connects to like astrology a little bit. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, and then people kind of like, oh, yes, that is me, that is my essence. <laughs> or tree. is known, it, is it, me? Is it me? I've known this. I did not know this. But like, mm-hmm. the, really, the variety of them is uh, quite funny. But yeah, basically, it's interesting how we can identify with these, with objects and characters. I mean, sometimes they think it's objects. Yeah. You know, what power tool are you or something? I wish. It can really be anything. Oh, maybe yeah. there's not one like that, and we should make it. I think you um, should. We were
1: yeah we're looking for things to make friends with. Yeah. I mean there there are theories there's that thing you know if you see more faces like as you walk down the street if you have this tendency to like look at a pattern on the wall or on a tree or in leaves or whatever oh, and yeah. you see Seeing faces face. more
0: readily. Yeah there's like, like a word for it.
1: Yeah you have this certain type of brain and um just having already been a puppet person, I was like, of course I have that, because that is that is just what this is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I wonder if more people, if that sort of thinking is developing more among people with the like oversaturation of media and the the character, you know, how much people are just, they're not really being themselves and living life. They're passively, you know, engaging in. Experiencing
0: visually, yeah.
1: And stories, you know, yeah. So I wonder if we're de- overdeveloping that part of our brains where we're
0: mm, over-identifying well, we are. Yeah. yeah,
1: fantasy and identification with like an object. <laughs> so, we'll, I bet like 10, 15, 20 years ago, we, were, we would like, not want to identify with which power tool, but now it would be mm-hmm. quite easy for people to do that.
0: Because we're yeah. surrounded by inanimate objects. It's true. So many people just live inside and have things right. delivered to them, and then they watch right. things, and that is life. So That's right.
1: Yeah, I read an article about your, someone who's a lot like your friend who just recently got home because of the coronavirus outbreak,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she was studying in, um, in the area, in Wuhan, in the area where it was, you know, the-, the Yeah, the big, epicenter, yeah. Yeah, so um, she, was, she was forced to, to quarantine herself by her parents, and so she's just like sitting in her room for the last two weeks, not leaving the house and having things delivered. And the article was really upset about this. And I was like, well, that's just kind, of, kind of how people live now in some ways. But so she's many, been yeah. very sad because of it. I think it was like, I think it was like a New York Times article.
0: But. Yeah, I feel like in LA, no one would even need to quarantine because they're sort of naturally quarantined. You know, you just go from your apartment to your car, then to your apartment. You We yeah. can find a Trader. No one can go to Trader Joe's. I guess. That's what really? I mean. no, no, I'm just saying if it was a quarantine, like basically. You know, I think the only thing that would change my
1: oh, I see. <laughs> i just
0: to. I mean, no, I do. Go, I do go out. I do meet people sometimes. It's
1: true. You know how nice it is to like go and so so. In terms of just what real performance is, I have this thing because I live in New York, where it's like I have to go see performances often, and I stopped doing it in the last two years because I was in grad school and I was stressed out. And this year, in my final semester, I'm deciding to. Go see stuff as often as possible, and it's I, it's been great. I've seen you know, lots of stuff, and it's really great stuff usually. And I get, you know, it's like kind of the best thing about life. You get to go see a thing with the person that you care about, and then you hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Or you know, one of my new favorite things is bringing people who don't go see theater or puppetry or whatever uh, to to these things, you know, and they get to start to have an experience with live performance, which is really fun. But recently I've been thinking about the thing where people also like to just cancel plans, you know, there's like, mm-hmm. a, this like I forget who said I mean, it's like a John Mulaney joke where it's like mm-hmm. the most pleasurable thing you can do in the world is like make plans and then cancel them. <laughs> and then yeah, it really, and it's like, yeah. there's a joy, you know, and then there was like an app that was going to come
0: out. Obligation, and then you're like, oh, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're like, there were like, it I've was, called, I think myself. the app was called cancel. And then like, so it has nothing to do with political canceling, but it's like you uh, option to cancel plans. And then the other person, if they say yes, then your, your plan is canceled and you both get to not feel guilty about it. But mm. if only one person cancels and the other one doesn't, then you're in trouble. <laughs> mm.
0: And get punished, you know,
1: but there has been that experience I've had. I think you and I have done this where we'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, we are not doing that. And we're like, yeah, it's perfectly fine, you know. Anyway, so I just want I had, if we're talking about performance, I just have to mention that element of it, that it's like in the modern world, it's like even going out for a show or whatever is, has become this thing of like people don't want to leave their houses. They yeah. do just want to sit in their, in their personal quarantine and not do anything and we love that and
0: yeah I've always loved it because I'm kind of introverted but mm, I don't like it that much no. yeah I like I like a social walkabout environment walkabout yeah yeah my way of getting a little, like more walking time well I mean you can I do live in a neighborhood where I can walk around in LA and Highland Park but basically what I've been doing when I need to take a car somewhere I just try to park it like somewhere far from the place so I get to have a, like a small walk so that's how I've been trying to retain the body, Word. body feeling. You know, how's it going? It's okay. Um, I think it isn't such a jarring thing coming back here after being in cities that are more pedestrian oriented. Yeah, it really makes me so aware of the car being. A strange, heavy outfit, essentially. You know, that's kind yes, of dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to like polish it, and maintain, and it sort of controls you. I'm not yeah, sure, like, like, who controls who. You know, I'm afraid of it. It's just, it's just such a complicated relationship. You know? Right? Um, you're, so you're saying your car is your costume? <laughs> it is my costume. It's my giant mask. <laughs> yes. It's your giant mask.
1: Yes. Um, my uh, mine is my coat and my going out outfit because I live in a in a traveling w- on your body but your car is your backpack and your coat yeah and I just like this weird thing happened where my nephew doesn't understand that and he just like looked up at me when I put on my coat and he's seven and judgy <laughs> af and he yeah. looked up at me and he was just like why is your coat so big <laughs> I like, yeah. didn't know how to answer him but I had to go into like how fashion works it's my, my house yeah
0: yeah I was I like live in it
1: I mean, this is not just a coat. You don't understand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I have another um, child anecdote from another friend um, who has a three year old. And so they were in New York for a while shooting a residency or oh, she was directing something. And then they came back and the child, you know, looked around Los Angeles and he said, Mommy, where are all the people? Oh, and yeah. Cute. <laughs> I love it.
1: Children know. Oh, okay. So there's, I have a connection to that as well. So there was a, when I went to go see this show, I went to go see this puppet show. It was moderately good. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. And um, there were, there were not really jokes in it, but they, they said, I think in the show, they said that it was like a, oh, it was, um. Oh, astronaut! Different astronauts were telling stories from the past, and um, one one guy, yeah, it was good. It was relevant to some of the work that we've done. And um, one guy said that you're they're gonna make hamburger out of you, which is like a very 1950s thing. And a child hurt. You've heard that phrase before, right? No, it's a very boring 1950s. Like they're gonna terrifying joke yeah but, well, wow. so yeah, I guess you would love it, just like this kid, mm-hmm. this little boy in front of us heard that joke and laughed really loud, <laughs> and it was delightful' because it was like, yeah, that is weird, and I forgot like he gets to appreciate every idiom like again, and maybe we should bring it back, so it was a good one, so there's I don't know, there's something about like children just enjoying things on the performance level at yeah. all times or on the meaning,
0: not meaning level, and um I think they're right. Well, kind of immediacy also. They're present in the moment, and they're aware of yeah. the thing, like the thing itself, and not its peripheral context and meaning. Yeah, yeah, they're not weighed down as much. Additions and yeah, you know, context and historical. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe we'll all be trying to like
1: they're a good but a horrible audience. Yeah, they're a mean. They're a cruel audience if you're not doing it right.
0: I saw a really nice performance the other day. I went to. See Simone Forti, ah. who is um, she's known. I think she's most well known as a as a dancer, mm-hmm. and she's been active since the '60s. And she lives here in LA. I think she's now in her late '80s. Mm-hmm. And so this was a concert at Red Cat that some friends of mine were um, participating in. Julia Holter, who's actually um, a guest in the past episode, and Tashi Wada and Corey Fogo Anyway, but it was just um, it was a really lovely lovely thing to watch to watch someone who had a performance career I think she now has maybe parkinson's she's shaking you know mm-hmm. but she's integrated so this was kind of a sound um sound focused work and she was making these she was utilizing like household objects to make sounds uh-huh. one was kind of doing blowing through this which seemed like a a curved shower you know that the, the snake thing that holds up the shower the Mm -hmm. pipe so she was blowing Mm -hmm. through it and you know she was shaking a little bit but like that was also kind of connecting to the sound Mm -hmm. and then there was another one where um this was an older piece but it was a score that was tracing it was referring to the fact how the faces of people that we're falling in love with become very beautiful so she traced some profiles you know it was a drawing, and then she um kind of retraced there's a contact mic involved, and so she on on live video she sort of retraces shakingly this profile, but I think the profiles are from like the sixties mm, that's nice and so and so it's making a sound and it's following the profile you know of this I imagined past love mm-hmm. and then the vacuum cleaner wow. appeared at one point and made a lot of sound that was really cool, yeah, wow, anyway, it was just really nice to watch someone who's had such a long performance career and I'm always struck by that, um, by performances from that kind of era, you know, the 60s and 70s, you know, how they were not Mm -hmm. meant to amuse necessarily, but more, it's more contemplative and it's more process-based. Right. You know, you're kind of just witnessing things in the world, maybe modifying their use a little bit, but just remaining sort of yourself with these objects. It reminds
1: me of that thing that I think is why I go see performances And I think like challenging theater or really weird theater or something where like at the very beginning you are yourself and you're like, I'm usually like harried from coming somewhere else or excited because I'm with my friend. And there's this settling down that happens, hopefully um, through the performance and the curiosity at the very beginning, like with any performance really, where you kind of settle down and then you're just watching this thing and you're so present in the moment of watching whatever is happening. And then you trust or you don't trust the performers, or you're curious, and then later you're not curious. But there's this process of kind of just riding with them throughout whatever is going on, and then you're with this big group of people, and that never—that's never really beautiful for me, even if it's a bad performance that I don't like, which makes me really upset and pissed off. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's always kind of in a fun way, and I always, yeah, it's—it's it's one of the coolest things, and. It's been so. I have that very deeply, you know. I think that's why I've stayed here for so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, and now I'm working with all these older actors, and to talk to them, that's like they talk about that all the time, mm-hmm. and that's like their religion, you mm-hmm. know. And like they will, they'll sit there. I'm in one group with the, with a bunch of people who are in their 80s, and they'll talk about one conductor at the like Philharmonic and the details that they use to mm-hmm. describe him and the way they connect with each other about it. I mean. It's just, it's like hearing people talk about spiritual matters, you know? Well,
0: it is spiritual It is. Matters. It is spiritual.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Indeed. So, yeah, I've realized that this thing that I'm really into is just sort of a passive social thing that I do it is actually very important to me and very important to lots of people. And um, yeah, and just much more beautiful than I thought, than I really saw, you know, just the ritual of it or the activity of going and participating and bringing someone, you know, and not even, you know, performing myself, right? Only that's like a part we've both performed before, um, but even just viewing it. Okay, here's a joke.
0: What has hooves and a plug? What? A hoover. Oh, that's a British joke. (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking of for two. <laughs> I Remembered my oh, joke. very nice. This joke I learned. Very nice. Back in the day,
1: I was watching something uh, about an older actor, and he said that everybody should walk around with three jokes that they can tell, even if they're bad at telling jokes. <laughs> so true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I need to. I need to know more. I keep learning. You know, I had these Soviet jokes that I keep trying to learn, and I forget them. I just. Yeah, and even this Hoover joke I forgot and I was just reminded. I need to okay. Yeah, please send me jokes. I need to have my repertoire. Yeah.
1: I need all the I need all the good the good jokes.
0: You know, bad ones too. It's fine.
1: Yes. Bad
0: bad ones too.
1: I'm not very good at telling jokes, but I'll prepare one for the next episode. If that's my promise. It's a future, some sort of future joke performance. Um, yeah, see, I can't think of any. I think it's something
0: like certain people have joke brains and certain people yeah, don't. Yeah, they don't remember them. Yeah. Yeah. We must wrap up the podcast because of time and space constraint. But um, we leave you with um, also a request. Um, we just started Patreon, and um, it would be lovely if you listen to the podcast, if you could contribute, if you enjoy it. Yeah, that would help us with various yeah. podcast um adjacent costs so yeah i'll put a link
1: yeah and um yeah review us on on itunes if you if you we've gotten lots of lovely things from people in the past six months or so so if you want to put it in on in a permanent place yeah make it official yes (laughs) make it official that would be lovely yes please but thank you everybody who's written us and yeah
0: who's reached out it's really nice to hear always yeah Much love. Love, love. All right, well, over and out, and we'll see Uh, No, you'll hear from us. You'll hear us from us. Uh, You'll hear us. See us. Imagine us next week. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye.